0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Still dealing with the reality of an empty church sanctuary, Pastor Ray continues with his unique two-week series of selected Sunday sermons entitled Warring Against the Pandemic of 2020. Addressing his at-home congregation, getting weary in battling the social, economic, psychological, and spiritual impact of the still dangerous coronavirus, he reminds his listeners that, as Christians, they have been trained for times such as this, times the Bible calls the evil day. In this simple but dynamic two-day message entitled, Do Not Worry, Pastor warns his listeners that the common emotion of worry can be far more damaging than any virus. Jesus Himself tells us not to worry, because worry can't change anything. Rather, we are to trust God, knowing we are the apple of His eye, and He knows exactly what we need. Instead of worrying, with our faith, start declaring. So, if worried, Pastor suggests, make a faith declaration today.
1: All right. So, you know, it's been my purpose over the last couple of months... Um, to kind of teach and to preach and exhort, really. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's really been my purpose to kind of really build everybody up. Um, So I haven't really done much, but really encouragement messages every single week. But I think it's what the body of Christ really needs right now more than anything. We need to be encouraged. We need to be lifted. We need to be reminded of what God says in His Word because we're in it right now. Uh, We've been training for years. I mean, I've been, as long as I've been in this church, I've been training anyone and everyone who comes to this church and calls this church, you know, home and calls me pastor. It's been my purpose to train everybody in this church for a day such as this, you know, the evil day. We read about Ephesians 6, you know, so be prepared in the evil day. Well, we're in the evil day. I want you to know I'm praying for you and I'm believing God that this thing's going to turn around in your life. And I'm believing and I'm going to continue to believe that there's going to be a mighty influx of souls into the kingdom of God because people are desperate for God right now. They're questioning. First of all, most of them can't even go to church. And, and you know, well, all, just that nobody can go to, the, go to church. But some of them may not even have this Internet access like we, we have it and other churches have it. So they haven't even really been in, in their churches and getting something, you know, being with other believers reading some bible verses so i believe that there's going to be an influx of souls the world is looking for hope and we've got the message right here for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things god already knows what you need brothers and sisters you need money you need a house you need clothes you need a breakthrough you need mortgage rent uh mortgage payment you need rent whatever it is god already knows your faith has the ability and the power to bring it right to you you got to just trust god You got to declare the word. You got to believe this stuff. You can't just, you know, say you do and you don't. You just got to believe it. So your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Then he goes on and he says this But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things what things the things i need for life my food my clothes place to live a car to drive you know rent mortgage payment he says don't get don't get into worry which you know worry takes you to another place it takes you to fear and when you get into fear you're not in faith amen so that's why you want to fight worry at the at the right at the front door you want to just defeat that worry so it doesn't take you over to fear which ultimately will snuff out your faith He said, this is what you do. He said, you who are followers, you who are wiser or supposed to be wiser, you who are believers in me, you who have been taught by me, you do this. You seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So you have to become kingdom-minded, word-minded, spiritual-minded, Jesus-minded, God God the Father-minded, God the Holy Spirit-minded, You have to to seek God and his kingdom on this earth. You know, be a kingdom builder on this earth. That's why you ought to be invested in the kingdom with everything you've got. He said, seek ye first. Put God first. God, it's you and me and, and everything else comes second. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And he says, and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, you're not going to have to worry about them. You're not going to have to fight for him. You're not going to have to scratch for it. You're not going to have to get you know, into a fight for it. It's going to, they're going to be added to you. They're just going to show up. I like to say it this way. You put your, you put your attention on God and his kingdom and kingdom things and, and the word and prayer and you just you know reach out. You may be going through a hard time right now. Why don't you just reach out to somebody else and bless somebody else who's going through a hard time? You know, Maybe you can't... Provide for them. You can't give them something, but maybe you can give them a phone call. You can give them uh, an email of encouragement. You can pray with them. You can, you know, maybe. Well, you can't take them out for coffee, but maybe you can, you know, do make make a future date. Do something. Reach out to somebody else. He said, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the kingdom principles, the kingdom way, the kingdom, you know, the word." the 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 way the we're supposed to be living this life which is living the word that's seeking the kingdom but seek ye first the kingdom of god and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you you put your focus on god and all the things you need are just going to show up it's been the way it's been in my life i've just put my, my focus on the lord whether it was good times bad times easy times hard times up days down days Uh, When people were with me or or people were against me, whether things were going well or not going so well, I just kept seeking God, seeking God, seeking his kingdom, seeking, 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 seeking every day of my life. And it's amazing how I just kept seeking God in his word, in prayer, uh, in, in time of just reflection with him, seeking God in that private time. All of these things that I would ever need for life just began to show up. It's amazing. Totally blew me away how stuff just showed up. It's like, God, you knew. Yeah, I told you. Jesus was there. He told you. Don't worry. I took care of the birds and the, the trees and the flowers and the squirrels and the chipmunks. Don't you think I'm going to take care of you, son? I love you. You are my, you know, you are the apple of my eye. You're my creation. You're my child. If I take care of that, am I not going to take care of you as well? So, so he says... Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Keep God in the right priority. Right now, don't let your worry pull you away from your prayer time. Don't let worry and being consumed by what's going on in the world or in your, in your world or in your life, don't let that pull you away from spending quality time with God, being in, doing your Bible reading every day. You know, you ought to have a, 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 a read through some chapters every day. Seek the kingdom. Seek how you can bless somebody else. Preach the word to somebody. Get people saved. Great time to get people saved. He said, you do that, and all that you would ever need for your life is just going to show up. And you know what that proves to God? That we are more kingdom-minded than we are need-minded. We are more kingdom-minded than we are earthly-minded. We're more concerned about his affairs than we are about our own affairs. And when you make that switch in your life, you're going to see how all the stuff you would ever need is just going to just show up God will, will bring. I like to say like you're magnetized when you have that kind of attitude. You're magnetized and it just kind of, it just attaches itself to you, see? So we don't worry. We're not supposed to worry. We're supposed to just seek God, his kingdom, be people of faith, trust him, pray, seek him every day, and you'll see how all the things you would ever need for your life are gonna show up. All right, so now let's just read down a little bit, a little bit more I wanted to go through these verses in verse seven, chapter seven of Matthew's gospel, verse seven. And he's teaching now. And he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Ask, seek, and knock. So what is he telling us? He's telling us to pray, to pray and keep on praying. You know, ask and keep on asking. Uh, Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Now that's not a lack of faith. That means I'm, I'm asking, seeking, and knocking in faith. I'm using my faith as I'm doing that. I'm, I'm asking, oh Lord, I've already asked this. Now I believe. I'm turning my asking into belief. believing, right? I'm knocking, saying, is today the day, Lord? Is today the day? I'm waiting. Is today the day? I know it's coming. Is today the day? Right? So I'm asking and I'm seeking every day and I'm knocking. I'm doing it in faith. I'm not. Asking him again and again for the same thing because that wouldn't be faith. If I asked him one time, that's a whole other lesson for another another day. But if I if I've asked God in faith and I'm believing, I don't have to keep asking him. I just start thanking him because I've asked in faith. And I I didn't even hear one little faint amen from the six people that are sitting here, but <laughs> it's it's the truth, right? It's the truth. True faith, when you ask God for something, you don't ask him again. You start thanking him for the for the answer. So he's teaching to pray. And he's also, I believe, in verse 7, he's really teaching us to be, you know, consistent and to be persistent in our prayers. You know, stay with it. Your prayers are going to be answered. It's going to happen. It's going to be opened up to you. It's coming. Hang in there. Use your faith. Use, use the patience that you need with faith that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. It's coming. Whatever you need is coming. Now he says, and here's the assurance he gives us, for everyone who asks, receives. Not some, he said, everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. So he's teaching us very clearly, he didn't say that some who ask receive, or some that seek find. It's it's an absolute, positively 100% closed deal. It's, It's done. It's a done, not closed, but done, done deal. He said, everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be open. So if you don't receive and you don't find and nothing is opening to you, then you are probably not asking, seeking and knocking. Simple. Instead of worrying, you ought to be praying. You ought to be believing. You ought to be trusting God. That's how you're gonna get your needs met. That's how you become kingdom focused and everything starts to be added to you. I wish I could teach this even in the deeper way because it's worked in my life so beautifully and i want it to work in your life too all right put put these words to the test all right so he says now in verse 9 or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone he said i love these these analogies that he uses he said he throws a question at them he said what man is there among you who if his son asks him for bread, we will give him a stone. A rhetorical question. You already know the answer to this. You being, you know, a father, if your child asks you for something, you're going to give him something else? If he asks for bread, you're going to give him a stone? And he says, or if he asks for a fish, we will give him a serpent? So he's trying to really bring you know, the the people he was speaking to of that day, and I believe for us too, because his word is for us too, he's trying to bring us into a simple understanding of how much God loves us and how much we can trust that he will provide whatever it is that we need. Whatever it is, not only clothing and food. You need a breakthrough. God's going to give you that breakthrough. You, you need money for that rent. God's going to get that money into your hands. You, you need You need that business to get, you know, up and running again after this whole calamity that we've been through. God has got a plan to get that going better than you could ever imagine. He said, if a son, uh, if one of your sons asks for a, a, a piece of bread, you're going to give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, you're going to give him a serpent. And then I love, he goes on to say, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, you being evil, not, you know, that they, but of this evil nature or this evil world or whatever, you, being of, evil, of this evil world, you know how to give good gifts to your children. And I love these next words. Three words. How much more? Burn that into your head. How much more? God is the God of much more. If you know how to bless your children, how much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Whoa. This ought to give you the courage and the boldness to set your faith loose like you have never done before based upon the words of Jesus. This gives me chills every time I read. I've been reading this for 37 years. It gives me chills every time. I read. You being evil, and I love that, that analogy, you being of this human nature, you, you wouldn't deny your children anything. How much more? I love those three words. How much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven give good things, not bad things, but good things to those who ask? It all comes back to faith. It all comes back to trusting God and taking him at his word. And like never before, this is what we've got to do. Church, you've got to rise up. You've got to pick yourself up from your bootstrap. Don't sink down. Turn that stupid boob tube. I've had enough of hearing all the bad news. It's time for a dose of some good news. If you being evil know how to do good things for your kids, how much more, how much more, how much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? I say, to God be the glory. God wants to bless you with good things. God wants a good outcome in your life. God has a good plan for your life. Don't turn it loose. Hold on to it with everything you've got. Trust God with your needs, and trust God with your concerns, and trust God. Just declare. Walk around every day and declare. Declare this verse right here. God How much more will you give? How much more will you do for those who love you, for those who trust you? I am yours. I am your child. I'm not just a blob of flesh walking around in this earth. I am your son, your daughter. How much more will you do for? How much more will you give? How much more? So I like to look at it this way. You as a human parent, um, you... You, you would do anything. I've, I've seen parents go in to hock up to their eyeballs to bless their kids. I've seen parents do without so that their kids could have. And sacrificial to the hilt. And kids, you know, maybe even throw it up in their face time and time again, but they still keep doing it. If you would do that for your kid, how much more, according to what Jesus said, will God do for you? How much more will the Heavenly Father do for you in your life? So that's, I don't know about you, but that stimulates my faith um, and gets me really excited um, because I know, I know I, I've been the recipient. All right, let me just give you, um, we've got a few minutes here. Let me just give you, you, you want a couple other verses? You, they can answer back, but you can't. All right. So let me give you this one, let me give you this one verse. Um, let me see, let me see. I got all kinds of verses here and I want to give them all, but I want, to, I want to get the right one. All right, so listen to this. I love this. We'll just give this one. Psalm 121, verse one through, um, I'm sorry, yeah, one, uh, verse, go to verse one. Um, this is the New Century Version. Psalm 121, verse one says, I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? This is what the psalmist is saying, I look to the hills, but where does my help come from? And he declares, my help comes from the Lord. I, I don't know about you, but I found out a long time ago that I really can't help myself too well. I mean, I've tried and, you know, my help comes from God. I am who I am today. I have what I have today. I do what I do today because I've been helped by God himself. You can look here, you can look there, you can look everywhere, but where really does your help come from? Your help comes from the Lord. And God has divine, supernatural help that he wants to give to you. I'm telling you, you stay connected. You stay in faith. You stay believing. You stay fully assured that this word is going to come to pass in your life. You rebuke the devourer. You rebuke the devil. You come against him with everything you've got and say, Where does my help come from, devil? It comes from the Lord. Now stick that in your pipe and smoke it. You dirty devil. My help comes from the Lord, and you can count on His help. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, God will be by your side to help you, to strengthen you, to keep you, and to watch over you and everything connected to you in Jesus' name. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you be defeated. Whoa, dear Jesus. He will not let you be defeated. We're not going down. We're going up. This thing is turning around. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, because your best days are yet ahead of you. doesn't matter what you've been through. It's about where you are going. Because God is your help and God is your strength. And the Word says He will not let you be defeated. Coronavirus isn't going to defeat you. Nothing in this world is going to defeat you. You are bigger and you are stronger and you are more powerful than coronavirus. Doesn't matter what it's done to you, you are stronger, bigger and more powerful than this force and you need to look at it and talk to it just like you mean it because your help comes from God and he will not let you be defeated. We're not going down, we're going up. Get ready, put your marching shoes on, get your gear in place because we are going through to the other side of this thing, busting down every work and force of evil, giving God the glory because that's, it's going to help me because that's where my help comes from, comes from the Lord. He will not let you be defeated. He who, he who guards you never sleeps. God is not asleep. He who guards you, God is watching over you. You have to know that, that God is watching over you. He who guards you never sleeps. He who guards Israel never rests or sleeps. The Lord guards you. We have God's protection watching over us. The Lord is the shade that protects you from the sun the sun cannot hurt you during the day and the moon cannot hurt you at night so it's talking about the covering the protection from anything that would try to harm you or to hurt you god's got you covered god's got you covered that's why we call this thing don't worry because god let me add something else to it don't worry because god's got you covered He's got you covered all the way around. Now listen, the Lord verse 7 will end here. The Lord will protect you from all dangers. <laughs> the Lord will protect you from all da- so we're not, we're not we're not to fear danger. Cuz God will protect Now we're not going to walk into it stupidly, right? But if danger comes upon us, he says, "God, the Lord will protect you from all danger." You you, you got to meditate on this stuff, folks. He will guard your life. And I'm going to, I don't believe I'm adding anything that wouldn't be rightfully added here. When he says he's going to guard your life, it means your life, your physical life, your emotional life, and everything else in your life that is connected to you. He's going to guard your property, guard your children, guard your grandchildren. He says, the Lord will protect you from all dangers. He will guard your life. And the last verse, and the Lord will guard you As you come and go both now and forever. So in your coming and in your going and in your travels, as you not only travel through your day, but as you travel through this life, God will be there guarding you and protecting you every step of the way. This is a fabulous verse here in Psalm uh, 121, 1 um Very, extremely powerful. God's going God's to guard you. He's going to protect you. He's going to keep you from evil.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for more than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab.